Say good morning. Let us begin with a beautiful, beautiful daf ahead of us today. Begin by thanking our sponsors. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors, Shmuli and Lieber Dinovitz, for dedicating all the Shimon Drushos in the Schuss of an Aliyah for Ben Shama of Shmuli's father, Harav Peretz, Avram Ben Harav Binyamin Moshe. We thank our Dafiomi sponsors for today, Hirsch and Gail Goldberg, for dedicating the Shir in commemoration of the yard site of Hirsch's son, Yonason Leib ben Moshe Tzvi Halevi, Zichron Levrach, we hope that on the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshamal Havanaliyah, and the family Enechama. And I both say with that, let us, let us begin. A really magnificently beautiful daf today. So I both say today's daf is daf ches. Eight, we are picking up Emirat Sashem on Zayin Amud Beis, 7b, two lines up from the bottom. Tanar Abonon, says the Gimar, Tanar Abonon, Mevarachin, so as we heard in yesterday's daf, we began the sugya of Shavabrachas. Of Shavabrachas and Halacha Lamaisik, and we had a machlokis in terms of where we know. In other words, we had a couple of machlokis. Number one, when do we recite Shavabrachas? That was number one. Number two, we spoke about, again, how many people do you need for Shavabrachas? So now we make Shavabrachas with a minion. With a minion, kol shiva. All seven days of, of, we'll call it rejoicing, all seven days afterwards. Now remember again, we spoke about in yesterday's daf, that is presupposing that this is a first marriage for one of the parties. So seven days of brachas with a minion. I'm Rabbi Yehuda, chadashos. Most an incredible halacha. Rabbi Yehuda says, but this is assuming that there are panim chadashos, new faces. Meaning, what Rabbi Yehuda is coming to say is like this. The ability to recite sheva brachas, each of the days after the wedding is fundamentally dependent on the presence of Panim Chadoshos. There has to be someone new who's attending the Simcha. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi says, Panim Chadoshos, Bechoyom, Shalohayu Sham Esmo. What's the definition of Panim Chadoshos? Panim Chadoshos means someone new who wasn't part of the celebration yesterday. And I will say, we're not going to get into this this morning, but I will point out to you that there is a fascinating Machlokas regarding what constitutes Panim Chadashos. So you see that according to Rashi, really it's just that then as long as you weren't at Sheva Brachos yesterday, right, it sounds like even if you were there at the wedding or a few days before, that that is actually going to constitute Panim Chadashos. If you take a look at Tosis, Tosis says something quite beautiful. It's the last two lines of the daf. V'hu shebao Panim Chadashos, Omeri, te Panim Chadashos ain't korin, ain't kore ela bibne adam shemarbim bishvilam hasimcha, yoser. So this is interesting. Tosas already gives, what, what's the idea? What's the idea of Panim Chadashos? Tosas explains the assumption is that when there is someone new who shows up at the simcha, there's almost like a simcha renaissance, a simcha resurgence, right? Someone new who has not been part of this Hassan and Kala's life, so when they come, there's a new added dimension to the Simcha. Tosa says, therefore, based on this, the Shabbos, the Chashvinon Panim Chadashos. Rebbe said, this is why by Sheva Rachas, Shabbos itself is considered to be Panim Chadashos. And Rebbe said, we pass in this way, Halacha we do accept the idea that for Sheva Rachas, you are supposed to have Panim Chadashos, a quote-unquote, New face, new face, every day at Shabbat Brachas, except for Shabbos, we pass lightosis, that ultimately, again, Shabbos counts as Panim Chadasha. So beautiful. Darminam Ba'agada, Mizmor Shir Diyom HaShabbos, Amr HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Panim Chadashos Ba'u Likan. It was, I said, the Medrash, on this capital of Tehillim, of Mizmor Shir Diyom HaShabbos, says, what's the song of Shabbos? 
that I did said when Shabbos came, Panim Chadashos Baulakan, a new face has come here. So Shabbos counts as Panim Chadashos. He goes, Arnabah, Shira Hasam Nami, Marbin Lechvoda, Shabbos, Besimcha, since in general Shabbos itself brings with it an additional dimension of celebration, an additional dimension of suda, therefore Shabbos counts as panim chadashas. Truly beautiful. So my mevarich. So I will say. So what are the sheva brachas? What are the sheva brachas? Amrav Yehuda. So I will say. Here we go. Amrav Yehuda. Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech Olam. That's that acronym over there. Beis Ayin Yud. Excuse me. Beis Aleph Yud. Baruch Atah Hashem Aleph Mem Hey. Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, top of Ches Amod Aleph, 8a, Shehakol Bara Lichvodo. First bracha, Rabbi said, what I want to point out over here is that the Gemara does not include which bracha in this list, Bari Priyagafen, because that's obvious. That's obvious. So Bari Priyagafen is, is, not, is not included. That's why, again, you won't find it listed over here. It's not that the Gemara disagrees with it. It's just it's taken for granted that, of course, I'm going to say Bari Priyagafen. So here we go. So bracha number, and, and the order over here may also be somewhat nonspecific, as we'll see. But let's go through it. Bracha number one, which, we'll, again, we're going, to, we're going to count Bari Priyagafen just for our purposes as bracha number seven. So here we go. Shahakal bara lichvodo. The bracha that we make, that everything was created for the glory of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Next, next bracha, Yotzer HaAdam. Which again, Baruch HaTah Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, Yotzer HaAdam. That Hashem is the one who fashions man. Next, number three, V'ashay Yatzar Es HaAdam B'Tzalmo. That we say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Baruch HaTah Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, who is the one who Yatzar Es HaAdam B'Tzalmo, fashioned man in his image, B'Tzalem Demus Tavniso, he fashioned him in the image of his form, purposeful form, V'hiskinlo Mimenu Binyan Adead, and he prepared for him a Binyan Adead, literally again, an eternal structure. Baruch HaTah Hashem, Yotzer HaAdam. Oh, that is Baruch HaTah Hashem, Yotzer HaAdam. Now, say, so the truth is, we'll, we'll, we'll get into the definitions of some of these brachos in just a bit. Next, Sostasis Visagela Akara. So I'll say actually quite beautiful. So Sostasis Visagela Akara. So rejoice. Now we'll discuss why there's a double lotion of Sostasis. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says there is Sostasis. Well, actually, let's read the bracha first. Sostasis Visagela Akara. So literally rejoice. And even the Akara, the barren one, will rejoice. Bikibots Baneha Lasocha Besimcha. When her children are gathered into her, Baruch Atah Hashem, Misameach Tzion Bevaneha. That Hashem, you are the source of all blessing, and you are the one ultimately again who will allow Tzion to rejoice with her sons. What is this bracha about? So, if you take a look at Rashi, first of all, Rashi points out over something very beautiful. In the previous bracha, where we wrote in the bracha of Asher Yatzar, where we wrote the idea of Hiskin Lo Mimenu Binyana Dead, that Hashem created for man an everlasting structure, Rashi, first Rashi Nadav says, He had a keva. This refers to a wife. This refers to a wife. So whether it's referring to the physicality of the woman, which Bepashtos, it's not, because that's not an eternal structure, but rather, again, the benefits of marriage is that marriage could provide one with some degree of eternality. How does marriage provide one with eternality? A family, offspring, children, man by himself, has a limited duration, has a limited life. 70 years a person has, right? 80 if they're lucky. But Lamaisa marriage gives one this binyan ad. 
So what's so stasisif? Take a look at Rashi. So beautiful. Rashi says over here, So according to Rashi, the bracha of sos tasis is actually the bracha on Yerushalayim. That's how we remember the Chorban. There's an obligation to remember the destruction of Yerushalayim, even in the midst of our simcha, and this is how we remember it. Beautiful. Next. Sameach tesamach reyam ahuvim. Kisamechacha yitzircha. Began Eden Mikadem. So we'll say it's the next bracha. And we're going to sp- see a lot of incredible ideas on this particular bracha. So it's literally, again, let's translate it. So literally, be joyful. Make each other joyful. Beloved friends. As your creator has made you happy in Gan Eden. In the past, mikedem, mikodem, right of yesteryear. Baruch atzvah Hashem, misameach chasan vekala. Blessed Hashem, you are the source of all blessing. Misameach chasan vekala. Let's say, let me show you something beautiful over here. So first of all, if you take a look at Rashi, sameach to sameach, we're not going to do this entire Rashi, but what I will point out to you, it is an important Rashi to look at on your own, because Rashi actually comments on the order of the brachos. The order is by design, it's not random. So take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Sameach to sameach. So Rashi says, Bracha lechasan vekala sheyatzlichu besimcha vetovleiv. So I say this is such a beautiful idea. What's sameach to sameach? So according to Rashi, this is a bracha to the chasan and kala that they should be matzliach, they should be matzliach, and their hatzlacha, their success in life, should come with simcha, joy, and tovleiv, gladness of heart. Such a beautiful, in other words, you should go ahead and have success in life, and your success should be accompanied by life joy. Because I think you could also read Rashi just a little bit differently and, and underline this line, if it's your own Gemara. I want to say, listen to how you can read Rashi. Bracha lechasen lekala, shiatzlichu b'simcha v'tov leiv, means we give the bracha to the chasen lekala, that you should have hatzlacha in finding simcha. The Pashup Shad in Rashi is, that you should have hatzlacha, you should have hatzlacha, and your hatzlacha should be accompanied by a sense of joy. Perhaps what Rashi is saying is, you should give the bracha to the chasen and kala, that you should have hatzlacha in finding simcha. Sirabosai, we know this, because as we get older, we understand this. You could have everything, it doesn't mean you're happy. See, when you're young, you think that happiness is the result of stuff. Right? If I acquire this, if I buy this, if I reach this career milestone, if I hit this metric, then I'll be happy. And as we get older, we recognize all of those things are very nice and very wonderful. But happiness is a choice. Happiness is a choice I have to make. And the moment that I make my happiness dependent on any external factor is the moment that essentially I abdicate any possibility of truly finding simcha. So according to Rashi, this is the bracha. Sameach tesamach. We go ahead and we give the chasen and kala. What's the bracha? The bracha is shiatzlichu. You should have hatzlacha in finding simcha. Not that you should have hatzlacha and you should and it should be basimcha, but rather you should have hatzlacha in finding simcha. Because I was at the end of the day, isn't that the greatest blessing in life? The greatest blessing in life is not having money. Money is great. We'll go on record. Money is good. Right? This is not a wealth ministry. Right? Right? But, right? but money is good. Material success is good because it makes the rest of life so much easier. But that's not the source of happiness. 
The source of happiness is a decision to be happy. That's Sameach Tesamach. So Rashi goes on. Rashi goes on a little bit, but we're not going to get into it right now. So I'll say, I'll, I'll mention something else with this beautiful bracha. It is interesting to note that we say, Sameach Tesamach Re'amahumim, Kisamech began Eden Mikadan. We go ahead and we say that Hashem, you should make this chasen and kala as happy as Adam and Chava were in Gan Eden. Now, I don't know about you. I mean, I'm not like the biggest Baki in Chumash. But Adam and Chava doesn't exactly seem to be like a storybook, like a story, like a storybook wedding, you know, narrative over here. They were in Gan Eden for a couple of hours. Everything went south, right? They blamed each other for a whole bunch of stuff. So what's, what's the pshat? They were saying the chasen and kala, you should be like Adam, you should be like Adam and Chava. And I saw the Basham Devakadish says something absolutely beautiful. He says, Adam and Chava, what, what did Adam know with absolute certainty? What do you know with absolute certainty? That Chava was the one for him. And what did Chava know with absolute certainty? That Adam was the one for her. Now, obviously, it helped that there were no other human beings on the face of the earth. But they knew with absolute certainty that they were with the person they needed to be with. What do we give the bracha to the chasen and Right? I would say, you know, sometimes in Shalom Bayis, it's normal that post-wedding, there's a little bit of buyer's remorse. It happens. It happens, especially in today's, in today's Shidduch landscape, where people sometimes don't really even know each other all that well by the time they're getting married. Sometimes it happens that afterwards a person thinks to themselves, maybe I could have done better. Chasen thinks this, Akala thinks this, right? So what's the bracha we give to a chasen and kala? You should be like Adam and Chava. Adam was a thousand percent sure this was the woman he was supposed to be with. Chava was a thousand percent sure that this was the man. And I both said, by the way, all kidding aside, if you go through marriage with that mindset, you could solve virtually any problem. You see, if you go into marriage thinking, it's not such a big deal, there's always an escape hatch. Right? There's always right? there's always pull in case of emergency. I'm not stuck, I could get out of this if I need to. And sometimes a person does need to get out of things, absolutely. But Lamaise, if you accept the premise that the person who I'm with is mamish like my chava, the person who I'm with is mamish like my adam, then there's almost no challenge that you cannot overcome. Incredible. The Gemara goes weiter. This is the bracha achrisa. So, Hashem has created Sasson and Simcha, different words for joy. Chasson, Vikala, Gila, Rina, Ditsa, Vichedva, Ava, Viachva, Vishalom, Vereos. So, I will say, you know, in Lashon HaKodesh, there are different words that capture, that capture nuance. Often in English, you cannot capture this same nuance. So, if you look at this, Sasson and Simcha, Sasson and Simcha both translate as how? As joy, as joy, but of course, there are different forms of joy. Chasen and Kala, Gila, Rina, Ditsa, Chedva, again, different forms of joy. Ava, Viachva, love, camaraderie or friendship. Shalom, peace, Reos, friendship. Mehera Hashem Elokeinu, Yishama Ba'arei Yehuda B'chutzos Yerushalayim. Speedily Hashem, may it be heard, in the cities of Yehuda and in the outskirts of Yerushalayim, Literally, again, the voice of rejoicing the Sasson and Simcha, the voice of a Chasson and a Kala, the sound of the throngs of Chasanim, 
coming from their chuppah, and the young men from the celebrations, Niginasam, a beautiful singing, Baruch HaTashem, Misameach, Chasan, Im HaKala. You know, it's so beautiful. You read these words, you read these words, and you feel a sense of simcha. Even right, even at 6.06 in the morning, you read them and there's a certain energy that flows through your neshama, a certain simcha that you feel. So I will say, that's Shavah Brachas. That's Shavah Brachas. And once again, remember, I want to point out, the Gemara's Dafka leaving off Brei Priyagafen, because we presuppose that Brei Priyagafen, of course, is part of this list. Good, the Gemara goes weiter. Levi Ikla Lebei Rabbi Behilul Dreb Shimon Suppose you listen to this. So Levi went to the house of Rabbi Behilula for the wedding celebration of Rabbi Shimon Berei, of Rabbi Shimon, the son of Rabbi. So just to get what's clear over here, Rabbi Shimon, the son of Rabbi, is getting married, and Levi went to the chasana. So what happened? So Baruch Chamesh. So apparently it's interesting. They gave Levi all of the Sheva Brachas. Interesting. Never seen that happen before. Right? But they gave Levi the Sheva Brachas. They gave Levi the Shabbat Brachas, right? But ultimately, again, Levi only made five Brachas. Okay, we'll discuss what he left off. Next, Ravashi Ekla Lebe Ravashi, Behilula Demar Berei. So Ravashi went to, went to the Chasana of Mar, the son, right? Of Demar Berei, of Mar's son, Barakshis. He made six Brachas. So here's what you have. You have Levi making five brachas out of the Shavar brachas, and ultimately again Ravasi making six brachas. Okay, what's going on over here? So Lema Baha Kamiflagi. So what are they arguing about? Here we go. So I want to draw your attention to something very interesting. There are two seemingly overlapping brachas, right? If you go back to the list, bracha number two was Yotzer HaAdam, the blessing of the Shabbat who fashioned man, and then bracha number three is. Asher Yatsar Esa Adam Mitzamo. Right? That Hashem fashioned man in his image. So I will say, so what's going on over here? So here we go. Let me back up a flagi. Demar Savar Chadi One opinion says that when it comes to the creation of man, ultimately what? There was one, one act of creation. Chadi Yitzirahavi. Umar Savar Shte Yitzirahavi. The other opinion said, no, there were two acts of creation. So I will say, now what's going on? Take a look at Rashi. This is Rashi in. This is Rashi in the wide lines, second wide line. And the second wide line. Chadi Yitzirav, there was one act of creation. Kiman Damar Be'erevin, Vayivan Asatzala, Pirtsov, Shemetchilas, Priyaso, Nivra, Shnei Pirtsufin, Zachar Milafalov, and Akamechar. So we'll say, there is, remember from Erevin days, there is a fundamental machlokus about the creation of man and woman. One opinion says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created one being, fused man and woman together. The front was man, or the back, however you're defining front and back. Right? So we'll call it one side was man, one side was woman. That's how the original human being was created. And then subsequently, HaKadosh Baruch Hu split it into two. That's the first opinion. So the Gemara is suggesting that the opinion who holds that you only have to make five brachas, that's because you don't need two brachas of Asher Yatsar. Right? You don't need Yotzer Adam and Asher Yatsar. You only need one bracha about creation because there was only one initial act of creation. So the Gemara says, Umar Savar, Shte Yitziros Havi. The other opinion says, No, there were in fact two creations. The other opinion says, No, there were in fact two The second opinion says that, No, Chava was created. Now there's two versions of this. 
Version number one is that Adam Rishon had a tail. Was he in a tail? He had an extra piece of flesh, and that piece of flesh was removed, and Chava was built from that. The second possibility, which is the Pashup Shad and the Pasuk, which is what? Hashem took a rib, right? But the idea over here is that there were two distinct acts of creation. First, Hashem created man, and then there was a secondary act of creation, which created Chava, which created woman. So I said, the Gemara is suggesting that this is the fundamental machlokus in Levi and Ravasi. Levi holds that Allah said there were two acts of creation, right? And therefore what? Therefore, there are going to be two brachas that reflect creation. The bracha of Yotzer Adam and Asher Yatsar Es Ha'adam. Versus Ravasi, who holds that there was only one act of creation. Man and woman were created, fused into one being and subsequently separated. Therefore what? You only need one bracha of Asher Yatsar. To which the Gemara says, maybe not. Maybe not. Lo. The Gemara says, not true. Both everyone agrees that there was one act of creation, namely that Adam and Chava were created as one being, one side male, one side female. So men and women were created initially together and then subsequently separated. So what's the machlokes? Isn't that beautiful this is? So what's the machlokes? What's the machlokes? Mar savar basar machshava azlinan umar savar basar maisa azlinan. They both say, what's the machlokes? The machlokes is, do we go after the machshava, the thought of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or the actions of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? The Rabbi will say, what does this mean? This is incredible. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi says, Basar machshava azlinan. I'm in the wide lines of Rashi, four lines in. Basar machshava azlinan. Shishnayim alu b'machshava li'ibaros. V'nevru echad be'erev b'parak osepasin. So I will say, listen to this. So apparently, apparently, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu originally wanted to make Adam and Chava two separate beings. Initially two separate beings, but then he decided to create them in one form. Right? So I both say, so the Machlokis is like this. Do the Sheva Brachos reflect the original plan for creation, where there was going to be two distinct acts of creation, one for man, one for woman initially, and therefore two Brachos of Asher Yadzar, Vietzira, or do we go Basar Maisa? Or ultimately, again, do we go after the actions of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, where what? He only created what? One being, Adam and Chava, fused into one body. The Gemara says, Because Rabbi Huda contrasts the Pesukim. The Pesuk says that Hashem created Adam in his image. In his image. Which Rabbi means that Hashem created one being. But then it says, Hashem created them male and female. So Kate said, well, we'll say, we'll say, how do you reconcile it? Did Hashem first create just Adam, or did he create Adam and Chava at the same time? To which the most Ha'kate said, say, originally, Hashem's intention was to create two beings, but then in the end, he created one being. So again, there's still a machlokis in that one being. Was that one being one side male, one side female? Was it male and from some appendage or from a rib, female was made? But this is the idea of Jose. Now, this is a fascinating Gemara. Because what Jose, whenever you see Chazal say, Hashem originally had in mind to do X and then he did Y, there's only one problem with this, which is, which is, the Yibam Shalom doesn't change his mind. The Yibam Shalom has many qualities. One of them, one of them is, He's exceptionally decisive, right? So the Maisa, there's, there's no like, there's no like wavering. So what's, what's the pshat? What's the pshat that Hashem, Allah originally he was going to create two 
And then ultimately, again, he wants to create one. Then he decided to create one. So I will say, I think embedded in this, even if you look at the words, is a profound statement in marriage. As I will say, look, look at this line. Betchila So literally translated, in the beginning, he had a mind to create two. And in the end, he created one. So I will say, I think this phrase is, is like the most incredible paradigm for successful marriage. How do you build a successful marriage? Of course, I always say this. The simple answer is, I don't know, right? But, but Lamaisa, perhaps, perhaps, Chazal is telling us something incredible. Betchila, in the beginning. In the beginning means before you get married. What's the halacha? If you want to build a successful marriage, the way a successful marriage works is before you're married, you have to have a strong individual identity, right? In other words, people who go into marriage not knowing who they are encounter an incredible amount of friction. So even before you're married, who says the machshava is a man has to be an individual and a woman has to be an individual. You have to know who you are before you join forces with someone else. Now again, obviously, is there still personalistic self-discovery when you get married as well? Of course. But I will say, here's the shift when you get married. Nivra Echad. The Basof means after you get married, Nivra Echad. Husband and wife have to be one. See, I both say, in marriage, there's no me and you, there's us. In marriage, husband and wife need to come together to become a cohesive unit, to move their life forward in sync. Does it mean that at the end of the day, they're not different people? Does it mean that they don't have differences of opinion, that they don't see eye to eye on things? Of course not. That's part of fabric of marriage as well. But I will say, as a unit, as a unit, as a unit, as a unit, we are a cohesive entity. But what Chazal is teaching us is sometimes the only way to become a cohesive entity with someone else is first what? To know who you are. If I don't know who I am, then it's very difficult for me to be a team with someone else. And perhaps that's the soul. In the beginning, you want to build a successful marriage? Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? Who's your ident- What's your identity? Who are you? If you have that individual identity, then you can become a cohesive unit with your spouse and move lockstep and barrel and move together throughout life. And the said, that's what marriage is. That's the marriage. They will say, sometimes you see the marriages where like people, because spouses like do their own thing. Like this one does this, this one does that. Again, obviously every marriage is different. And if spouses have different interests and they kind of want to, you know, pursue different things independently, of course that's fine. People are separate entities. But Lamaisa, that has to be the exception, not the rule. Marriage is nivra echad. Marriage ultimately is we're one unit, we're one unit. And we move the ball down the field together. Incredible Gemara. Ravashi, Ikalabirafkana. So I'll say, here we go. Ravashi went to the house of Ravkana. Yomakama Baruch Kulhu. Suppose it's interesting. So what happened? Sharachas. Sharachas. So Ravashi went to the house of Ravkahana. So I'll say, it's not clear from here whether this was Ravkahana's Shavabrachas or maybe it was someone else, his kids' Shavabrachas. In any event, he goes, Yomakama Baruch Kulhu. On the first day, they made all the Shavabrachas. Mikan Ve'elech. So it's a very interesting idea. So what happened? First day they made all the Shabbat Brachas. 
on the subsequent days, on the subsequent days, what happened? If there were Panim Chadashos, like we saw, this was the beginning of the Daf and Zainam days, if there were Panim Chadashos, they would make all of the brachas. If there were not Panim Chadashos, then I say, then what? This isn't considered to be a Shemar Brachas meal. If it's not a Shemar Brachas meal, then what is it? Afushe Simcha, it's a celebratory meal. And therefore, what do we do? We make the bracha of Shasimcha Bim Ono. Now we'll say, Shasimcha Bim Ono is not a bracha. What is it? That's the opening, br- that's benching, right? Baruch HaLokino Shasimcha Bim Ono, Shachal Mishalo. We'll say that's a, a unique, a unique opening of benching, a unique Mizuman, a unique Zimun that we make for Shemar Brachas. The Asheh and the bracha of Asheh So we'll say, so apparently, what the Gemara is suggesting over here is that the bracha of Asheh ultimately is made even without Panim Chadashos. So we'll say, incredible. See, if you have Panim Chadashos, you make Shavar Brachos all the days, all the seven days of celebration. If you don't have Panim Chadashos, you'll, you'll use the unique introduction to benching and the Brach of Asher Bara, and that's it. And that's it. To which the Gemara says, Meshiva Achloshim, listen to this. But I'll say, what about from after the seven days of celebration up until Shloshim? So this is interesting, right? Because you begin to see the same breakdown of time for what? For marriage and Avelos. No jokes, right? No jokes, right? right? But Lamaisa, it is very interesting that it's the same construct, right? You have seven days of Shavar Brachas, seven days of Shiva, 30 days Shloshim for Avelos, 30 days, 30 days. So from, from the end of Shavar Brachas up until 30 days. So listen to this. So this is very interesting. Any meal that the chasen and kala are part of, even after Shavarachas, up until 30 days after their marriage, we use this special introduction to benching. Isn't that incredible? I was about to say, even if, even if the stated goal of the su'uda is not celebratory, right? Even if the stated goal of the su'uda is just a bunch of friends getting together, if the chasana and kala are there within 30 days after the chasana, halacha lamais, we have this special introduction. Mikan ve'elech, after that, i amrlehu machmas hilula, mevarech shasimcha b'mano, ve'ilo lo. He'll say, this is wild. After the 30 days, after the 30 days, if there is a su'uda, that's for the express purpose of celebrating the nuptials of this chasen and kala. We still use this special, special introduction to benching. Rabbi will say, what's the Avishayla? What's the Avishayla? So how long? Right? How, how long does that go on for? We'll see that in just a moment. Fechi amrleh, machmas hilula ad emas. I, the Gemara says, okay, so I understand. You're going to tell me now that I love Chalamaisa. Anytime, even after the 30 days, that you're getting the chasen and kala together for a meal to celebrate their wedding. We'll do this special intro to benching. How long? Full year. Full year. So, we'll say, so I just want to point out what we have over here. For Sheva Brachos, first seven days after they get married, if they're upon them, then what? Then what? Full Sheva Brachos and special intro to benching. No Sheva Brachos. I'm sorry. No Panim Chadashos. What do you have? Special intro to benching and Asher Bara. After Shavu Brachas, up for the, for the first 30 days, what do you have? Even if there's not a stated goal of celebrating the wedding, if the Chassan and Kala are there, special intro to benching. After 30 days for the first year, if the express purpose of the gathering is to celebrate the wedding of the Chassan and Kala, then special intro to benching. Incredible. Incredible. Umei Karim Eimas. I will say interesting. How early, how early can you start 
If you look at Rashi over here, actually, Me'imasai, Havya Aschala Simcha Schopa, Levar Shash Simcha Bimono. So I think we're asking an interesting question. How early, or from what point and on, can you begin with the special intro to benching? Of what we call Shah Simcha Bimono, Vishachalu Mishalo. Right? We do this today. Right? So, how early, or from what point can you begin to use the special intro to benching? So, listen to this. This is incredible. So, the Gemara says, Amra Papa, Amra Papa, Michi Rami Saari Baasinta. So, this is interesting. If you look at Rashi, Rashi gives two gear cells, five lines up from the bottom, four lines up from the bottom. Michi Rami Saari Baasinta, Yesh Shorim Saorim Baarivas Mayim, Lahato Shechal Tsar Schopa. Let's say, when you begin to soak the barley to make the beer. So apparently everyone knows, when you soak that barley, the party has officially begun, right? So let's say, the moment you begin to soak the barley, that's like the beginning of the Simcha salvation. Rashi then goes on, V'yish Omrim, L'shem ha'chasan v'akala zorin sa'orin ba'atzitz, l'omar peru u'ravu v'simchu kisor ala. Let's say, this is beautiful. Rashi quotes an ancient custom that for a chasana, what they would do is, they would take a perforated flower pot, an atzitz nakov, and they would plant barley. One stalk of barley for the chasm, one stalk of barley for the kala. And the rose, and they would say, now, barley is the fastest growing grain. And they would say that just like the barley is being fruitful and multiplying, so to the chasm and kala should be fruitful and multiplying. So it's such a, such a beautiful, and I guess, I guess the chasen and kala would keep the, the plant, they'd keep the barley plant, you know, I don't know, in their apartment or something, you know, the windowsill. So I'll say this was, this was, first of all, it was a good low budget chasen gift also, right? I'll say, so again, solomaisa, solomaisa. So again, two different opinions, either putting the barley in the water for the beer or sowing the barley in the pot, in the perforated flower pot for the chasen and kala. But essentially, once that happens, that's the beginning of the simcha. In is that so? Papa went ahead and made a wedding for Abamara's son, and he made right. He made the special benching already by Irisin. Shani Papa was different because Papa had people to take care of all of this stuff. So the first time that Papa was at, was actively involved in anything was by a Sauda by the Iris. In other words, Rapapa didn't put the barley in the beer. Rapapa didn't sow, didn't sow the barley, the barley plant in the perforated pot. He had people. He had people. So the first time Rapapa was actively involved in something was the Sauda by Iris. And therefore that was the first time that Rapapa used a special intro to benching. Rapapa said beautiful. Second wide line. Ravina Yasekle Libre, Beirav Chavira. Rapapa says incredible Gimara. Ravina made a chasana for his son with the daughter of Rav Chaviva. And he decided to use the special intro to benching from the t- from Arison. From Arison. By the way, is much earlier. Remember again, it was up to a year in between Arison and Nisuin. So which means he's ready to use this special intro to benching for a whole year. Papa said, I'm sorry. So Avina said, I'm confident I feel confident to do this. Why? Because the Kalas family is not going to break off the Shidduch, right? The Shidduch is golden. It's good to go. Nothing is going to happen. What's the end of the story? Something didn't work out, and the Kalas family walked away from the Shidduch. So I'll say, what a story. What a story. And I'll say, you wonder to yourself, like, okay, what, why do you have to include this? I'll say, what a Musar Haskil. Never be overly confident about anything in life, and never assume that anything is a done deal until it's a done deal. And I'm about to say, this is true in everything. If you're working on something, I'm about to say, if you think about it, a lot of times in life, 
The reason why things don't get done is because we take projects 75% of the way, and then we assume that the last 25% is just gonna fall into place. And we forget that often it's the last 25% that need the most amount of effort. And so stuff remains undone. And I can't, I worked so hard. You worked so hard, but you left it to someone else to, to finish it, you, or, or you left it to chance to finish it. If you want something done in life, see it through to the finish line. And Abba says, true with ourselves as well. The mission of us says, don't believe in yourself until the day that you die. Never believe you're above temptation. Never believe that you've got things figured out. The only time in life that you're above temptation is when you're dead. And the only time that I've got things figured out is when I'm dead. Not because I figured everything out, but there's nothing really more to figure out once I'm dead. So don't believe that you've got it all done. Right? Understand, don't believe in yourself. As I both say, person has to be constantly and perpetually working on themselves until I can no longer do so. Leave no life project to chance, get it done and finish it to completion. And Lamaisa, when working on yourself, don't assume you're in a good spot. I'm good, I'm good. You might be good, but Lamaisa, without constant perpetual self-improvement, a person slips back and regresses. Incredible story. Rav Tachlifa Bar Ma'arav Ekel Bavel. Rav Tachlifa Bar Ma'arav went to Bavel. Baruch Shis Arichta. So this is interesting. He made seven, six brachas, six brachas. Rabbi say, but again, he transformed them all into long brachas. Rabbi say, the definition of a long bracha is what? One that begins with Baruch and ends with Baruch. So he decided to make a longer form. For less, Hilchus HaKavase. No, Halacha doesn't follow that way. Rav Chaviva Eklobei Mehula. So Rabbi say, Rav Chaviva went to a bris. Be Mehula means he went to a bris. Baruch Shasimcha Bim Ono. So I say he decided to use the introductory Shasimcha Bimono for benching. Right? Now, say, now what does Shasimcha Bimono means? We say that the Simcha is in his abode. Now say the abode is a reference to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We assume that when a Yid is Besimcha, when a Jew is Besimcha in this world, Hashem is Besimcha in his abode as well. So therefore, again, comes along, comes along Rav Chaviva, he goes to a bris. What a Simcha. What a Simcha. See, so decides to add in Shasim Chabunah before benching. But let's say Sakavazi, the Allah doesn't follow him. Why not? Bishum the treaty, they say Tsarali Yunuka. Because Rabbi said, by a bris, not everyone is happy. Right? Who's not happy? Who's not happy? The baby's not happy. And also the mother. Right? Often again, there's pain because Rabbi said, by the way, is such a profound yisod that as long as there is another Jew who is in a, who is in a state of Tsar, a person, a Jew has to realize, I'm not in a complete state of happiness when there is someone else who is suffering. So my simcha, my simcha at a bris is somewhat muted. I, the baby's not going to remember. It's true, the baby's not going to remember. But Lamaisa, right now, the baby is probably a shtickle uncomfortable, right? And the mother, right? The mother, father also, but it's a different for a mother, feels that pain when she knows that her child is going through pain as well. So I will say, if there are other Jews who are bitsar, then by definition, I'm enjoying my bagel and my lax. It's fantastic, right? It's, it's going to be a good day, right? But Lamaisa, my simcha is muted when I know that someone else is not besimcha. Incredible. So what's an interesting statement? Shavnachmas the name of Rav. Chasanim are part of the minion, but Avelim mourners are not part of the minion. I will say, we don't know what this is talking about. I should say, for Chasanim, I understand. For Chasanim, the assumptions, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Shavrachas. Shavrachas. 
Avelim, I don't know what it means that they're part of that they're part of the minion. Or I should say that they're not part of the minion. Let's analyze. Here we go. So the Gemara says, Mesve, Chasanim Vaavelim in a minion. I have a Bryce that says Chasan and Avelim are both part of the minion. Masnisa Karamis Ali Drav, you're bringing a Mishnah to go ahead and contradict Rav. Rav Tani, Rav is a Tano. And because he's a Tano, what could he do? Upalik, he could argue on a Mishnah. Good. Chasanim count as part of the minion, but Avelim don't count as part of the minion. I just want to point out, we have no, we, we don't know what we're talking about over here. In other words, again, Chasanim, I'm pretty sure it's Shavu Brachas, Avelim, I don't know what Avelim has to do with a minion. So again, Abraisa, Chasanim Avelim in a minion, Chasanim and Avelim are part of the minion. So we'll say, Abel Beis, Kitan Yahahi, Beberkas Hamazon. Oh, okay. Okay, let's talk about this. When do we say that an ovel is part of a minion? I will say that's a reference to benching. What's the pshat by benching? Look at top Rashi, Chasam Abeis. Let's tarif legimol lezamein alav shariuchai b'chal abitzus. So I will say, the Gemara is suggesting over there, what does it mean? When an ovel is sitting shiva and they're benching in the home, the ovel can be part of the Muslim, or if there's a minion, be part of the minion. That's what it means that the Avel is part of the minion. So Rabbi says, okay, but what, what does it mean when Rabbi Yochanan said before that the Avel is not part of the minion? What does that refer to? Ki kam Rabbi Yochanan b'shura. Rabbi say that refers to the shura. Rabbi say the shura is the line. What's that? If you look at Rashi, ki shayuchozim in akever, hayuosin shura saviv haohel, Lenachamo, Umoshivan also, they know so. So it's interesting. In times, see, we do this today also, we do it differently. In times of the Gemara, the Shura was actually a circle around the Avel. They used to form a circle around the Avel and offer him words of condolences as he was sitting Shiva. So again, that requires a minion. That Shura, an Avel is not part of. So when we say an Avel is part of a minion, that means if during Shiva, they're benching, or I should say, Avel min minion means the Avel counts. When does the Avel count? If during Shiva, there's a Mizuman in the Shiva home, or there's a minion in the Shiva home, the Avel counts as one of the minion, one of the Mizuman. For the Shura, he does not. So both say contemporarily, we know we do the Shura a little bit differently. By us, we do it in the cemetery, and we just form two, two lines, two parallel lines, and the Avel walks through. Same concept, but a little bit different. So the Avel one second, but we, we said before Rabbi Yochanan said, we make Birchas Chasan and Ba'asar of Chasan and Aminyan. We make Shavar Brachas. For Shavar Brachas, you need 10 people, and the Chasanim are part of the 10. The, the Gemara says, Birchas Avelim Ba'asar, we make the Bracha for Avelim, the Ein Avelim Min Aminyan. But the Avelim are not part of the Minyan. So I will say, so now we say this is about a Bracha. Bracha b'shura mi'ika. So I say, you wanted to say that when we said, when Rabbi Yochanan said before, that Avelim don't count as part of the minion, that was in the shura, that was in the circle. Right now we're saying that the Avel doesn't count as part of birchas Avelim. The bracha, now I will say, in the shura, there's no bracha. So what's going on over here? Ele kikam Rabbi Yochanan, birchava. I will say, this is fascinating. When does Rabbi Yochanan say that the Avelim don't count as part of the minion? That was for the gathering in the street. Look at Rashi Barachava. This is incredible. Rashi says, Kishemevarin es ha'avel se'uda rishona mishal Both say, listen to this. The order is as follows. 
right? So Ruvain, Ruvain loses his father Yaakov. Okay, so there's there, there's a Levaya. Ruvain buries his father. Ruvain now comes back. Rebbe say the first meal that Ruvain has is what's called the Sudas Havra. We still have this today, right? That meal we learned in Moed Cotton cannot come from the Aval's own household. That has to be provided for by the community. That meal was customarily eaten in the street, in a public setting. Rashi says, This is incredible. So the Avel would be eating the first meal in the street in a public setting, and it was there during that meal that the community would come, and they would say a bracha. We'll see what the bracha is. They would say a bracha. So Rav Yochanan is saying that bracha requires a minion. And who is not part of that minion? The Avel. Avel is not part of that minion. So the Yomar Allah Hadar Rabbi Yitzchak Am Rabbi Yochanan Mevarachin Berchas Chasanim Ba'asara Kol Shiva Berchasanim Mina Minyan I have Rabbi Yitzchak Am we learned Rabbi Yochanan said excuse me that you can make Shavar Berchas Berchas Chasanim with 10 people right and the Chasan is part of of the minion, right all Shavar Berchas Berchas Avelim Ba'asara Kol Shiva Rabbi Yitzchak you can make Berchas Avelim right with a minion all the days of Shiva the ain avelim in a minion, but the avelim are not part of the minion. So I'll say, here's the problem. You're making a bracha all seven days. Rechava kol shiva mi'ika. I'll say, the only time you're making the bracha in the street is when? Is when? First day. I'll say, I even first day. It's, it's one time when the, as the avel is, as the avel is eating, his sudas havraz, meal of consolation provided by the community, the community comes out and offers him this blessing of consolation. So the Gemara says, mi'ika. I'm sorry. So Brechas Rechava Kol Shiva Miiga Mishkachasla Bepanim Chadashos. Ah, I will say this is fascinating. Yes, there is a time where where you will go ahead and make the bracha, what we call the Birchas Avelim, which is a bracha for the Avelim. There is a time where you would even make it past the first day, past the first day. And when is that? Panim Chadashos. Someone comes to make a shiva visit who was not at Levaya who was not at the Sudas Havra'ah, we don't pass him this way, but apparently, but apparently he would make the Birchas Avelim as well. So I will say, and therefore what Rabbi Yochanan was saying is, that Birchas Avelim requires what? Requires a minion. And who's not part of that minion? The other. Rabbi say, watch this Gemara. This is a dramatic Gemara. Here we go. Here we go. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, the Gemara says, Makri b'nei d'reish lakish haba. Rebbe was the Rebbe. He taught the sons of Reish Lakish Kriya. He was the Kriya, the reading Rebbe. The sons of Reish Lakish. Amri lei, nasni b'nei d'reish lakish. Others say he taught the Mishnayis. Point over here is Rebbe Abba was a Rebbe to the children of Reish Lakish. What happened to Rebbe Abba? Shachiv le'yenuka. Unfortunately, Rebbe Abba's young child passed away. So Rebbe Abba lost the child. He's sitting Shiva. Yoma kama lo'azal gabe. So Rishlakish wanted to go to go ahead and to go and make a shiva visit. He didn't go the first day. Now both say there are reasons for that. We saw in Mesarah's Moid Cotton that there's a concept of not going to visit the Avel according to some opinion the first day, according to other opinions the first three days, because that's when the morning is most intense and we want to give the Avel some level of privacy. All right. He doesn't go the first day. What happens? Lemachar dabri the next day, Rish Lakish wants to go pay a Shiva visit. He says to Yehuda Bar Nachmani, who was his Torgaman, 
again, what's a Torgaman? Torgaman, we, we translate Torgaman as a translator, but remember, that's not what it is. Remember, Shlakish would give shear, and what would be the job of Yehuda, Yehuda Bar Nachmani? To take sometimes like more lofty concepts and to translate them or to say them over in ways which were digestible even by the common individual. So, Shlakish Yehuda Bar Nachmani, come with me to the Shiva visit. I want you again to speak on my behalf at the Shiva visit. Okay. We'll say, watch this. Watch this. So now you have to imagine the scene. So Rabchia Bar Abba is sitting Shiva for his young son. Reish Lakish comes in with Yehuda, his Torgaman. So Reish Lakish says to Yehuda, Say something about the death of a child. Say words to, to, to Rabchia about the death of a child. So, so, you, so Yehuda Torgaman says, Hashem saw and he was provoked in his anger because of his sons and daughters. And says Yehuda, what does that Pasik mean? A generation where the fathers provoke HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Ribbono Shal Olam takes out the punishment on their young children and they die. I will say, so again, what Yehuda is trying to convey is, how could a young child die? At the end of the day, a young child doesn't have any level of responsibility. So Yehuda's darshaning that a young child dies, unfortunately, because of the sin of the parents. That the child is considered to be an extension. So I'll say, so this, so, so here, just, just to understand, Rish Lakish comes into Be'er as he says to Yehuda, offer some words of consolation about the death of a child. And it seems to be that Yehuda gives like this, scathing comment, essentially telling Rav Bar Abba that it must be that your child died because of your sins. We'll, we'll, we'll see what he meant. Next, next. Vigadami, others say, Bachar Hava, that Rav Bar Abba's son was not a young child, rather he was a young man. He was a young man. This is what, this is what Yehuda said to him. Right? On the Bachrim, on, on the young man, Hashem will not be happy. He will not have compassion upon his, his orphans or widows. Because this is a reference to the Bachrim, to the young men. Ultimately, again, he is all Hanifa, all treachery, Umeira, all negative, and his mouth speaks disgusting things. Becholzos, Loshav Apo, right? And with all of this, Kishparachu's anger has not retreated. Va'od Yadonituya. And furthermore, his hand is outstretched. My Va'od Yadonituya. They both say, what does it mean that his hand is outstretched? In other words, they both say, the Pasik is making reference to the fact that the, the primary transgression of the Bachrim, of the young men, was the way they spoke. That they spoke in immoral, perverted, disparaging ways. So what could be so bad? To which the Gemara says, listen to this. Amrav Khanam Barav. Hakol Yodin Kala Lama We'll say very profound Gimara. Everyone knows what the Chas and the Kala are going to do when the wedding is over. Right? Everyone knows that they're going to consummate their relationship on their wedding night. And I will say ultimately again, but anyone who talks about it, right? Anyone who says something about it and debases, I will say, what's really happening over here? Right? Well, anyone who talks about it and debases it. Even if he's been decreed, right? For 70 years of good, ultimately, again, his good decree is overturned for an evil decree. And I will say, this is pretty wild if you think about it, by the way, because like, it doesn't say this, like, 
person eats tarfos, a person eats chazer, a person is mechal shabbos, a person is bal arayas, right? You don't have statements like this, right? So you don't have statements like this. And here, a person talks about what the chasen and kala are going to do after the wedding, and suddenly again, even if they have a good decree sealed for 70 years, it's overturned and thrown out. But say, what happens when you talk about what the chasen and kala are going to do on their wedding night? You're taking something that is so kaddish, that is so holy, that is so beautiful, and you're debasing it. And the truth is, the worst transgression a person could commit is not stamina Avera. We all commit Averos, right? We all commit Averos. The worst transgression you could do is take something holy and make it profane. And make it profane to debase it like that. And I both say, by the way, I just want to point out, I, I don't know, we've all been at Chasnas where we've heard some guy, right, make a comment like this. And the truth is, you feel nauseous from it. You're like, what's the matter with you? Okay, you want to, you want, you're, you're, you're the perverted joke guy, right? Everybody's got that perverted joke guy, right? That, you're, you're that guy? Not here. Not here. This is such kedusha. This is such beauty. Why, why, why are you doing this here? So I both say, okay, so now, two different versions of the story. Either way, what's happening over here? Yehuda comes to Menachem Aval with, with, Reish Lakish, right? And ultimately, again, and ultimately, Yehuda seems to deliver scathing rebuke to Rechiyabar Abba, telling him that his children have died or his child has died because of his infractions, to which the Gemara either or either because it was a young child because of Rechiyabar Abba's sins or if it was a young man because of the young man's sins. So the Gemara says, I don't understand. I don't understand, says the Gemara. Says the Gemara, Asalina Hume, first wide line, Asalina Hume, sorry, come and sorry. He came to give Nechama, and now he's causing him such pain by saying these terrible things. This is what Yehuda meant to say. I want to say it's incredible. Yehuda was not saying to Rav Chiyabar Abba that you have committed these sins or your child has. What he's saying to Rav Chiyabar Abba is you are being held responsible for the sins of the generation. I want to say that sometimes the tzaddik is forced to bear the burden of the generation. So the only reason why HaKadosh Baruch Hu would have caused you to lose a child is not chas shalom because of your own averus, or not chas shalom because of anything that your Bachar son did, but it must be that you as the tzaddik of the generation must bear the collective responsibility for the dar, an overwhelming, overwhelming thing. So I will say he's giving him perspective. He's giving him perspective that unfortunately sometimes tragedy and loss is part of the price of leadership as well. Incredible. So the Gemara says, listen to this. So now they go on. So now they go on. So remember again, this is Reish Lakish. Right, do I have my names right over here? Yeah, Reish Lakish. Um, Reish Lakish says to Yehuda, actually, we'll say, you know what? We'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up, we'll say, I want to point out the exchange is not over. Remember, we'll say, I just want to point out where are we up to? Where are we up to? By the way, don't worry, tomorrow, tomorrow's daf is very short. Let's say, so, so I, I, just, I just want to point out where are we up to? So just understand, the Gimar, we saw the Rabbi Yochanan's statement. Rabbi Yochanan said, Chasanim count as part of the minion. Avelim do not count as part of the minion. We don't know what minion we're talking about. We know that they don't count as part of the minion for the shura, for the line, for, for the circle that takes place during the Suda Savra. But there seems to be something more. So I will say, the Gimar suggests, it's Birchas Avelim. I, but does Birchas Avelim occur during the Shiva? That's why this story is here. I will say, Mirat Hashem, to be continued tomorrow, shkoyach.